the smallest things can trigger us sometimes. If you often find yourself asking, why did I react like that? Or why did that affect me so much? Or simply stating something like, wow, that hit a nerve. Then you're in the right place. Join Candace Fraser and Natalie Collar for a fortnightly chat discussing life's different triggers, upbringings, self-reflections and projected opinions, and the art of embracing self-compassion to overcome emotional setbacks. The conversations are candid, real, authentic, and filled with helpful tips. So join us and let's get started. I just remembered you'd said that one time there's one position and people just sometimes just burst into oh, it's, tears. It's, all, and it's like, any of the hip, hip openers. Yeah it's, yeah, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. All right, beautiful. Well, let's um, let's do this. You ready? Oh, you okay with that? Yep. Okay. Let's go. Beautiful. Let me start from the beginning. God, it feels like we haven't recorded in ages. It has been a while. <coughs> Sorry. Okay. Little cough. Hello, wonderful listeners. Let me start that again. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, wonderful listeners, and welcome to episode five of our last episode in the four-part RAIN feature series. Candice, how are you going today? I'm great. Thank you, Natalie. And I'm really excited about chatting about N is for nurture or non-identification. I just, I really love this healing step because this is where the transformation really, really can take place. And it's obviously really important to recognize and have that awareness that we're triggered, where this trigger stems from and all the steps previously. But if you don't do the healing work, the letting go, the changes just don't Mm. happen. So you really need all the four steps in the brain process to really holistically work through our triggers yeah absolutely true and i feel like we could probably do 20 episodes Mm. on different ways to do healing work (laughs) um but let's see if we can fit it in in our 20 minutes today (laughs) good thinking um so we'll definitely share more tips and tricks and tools and techniques for the nurturing part or really every part of the RAIN process in episodes moving forward because there's just so much to cover, isn't there, Nat? Oh, it's just, yeah, too much. <laughs> yeah, too much. <laughs> um, so let's briefly recap the RAIN process again. Yeah. Um, you've recognised you're triggered. You've allowed yourself to really see and feel what's happening. And you have spent some time investigating what's actually triggered you and where the trigger has stemmed from. Mm-hmm. The logical next step, as I'm sure you can all see, is to now nurture and heal. A really beautiful thing happens, you know, when you lean into the nurture step. You have an opportunity to really arrive in the moment and and see the possibilities of letting go and seeing the situation that triggered you for for what it really is. And you just start to really just, not feel stressed or not feel angry or sad about the situation that's triggered you anymore. And, you know, in fact, you really begin to not even identify with the issue anymore. So it doesn't have that grip on you. It's just, it's no longer a part of you. 
You can Mm. come home to yourself, your true self, which is love, compassion, joy, all those beautiful things. How powerful is that? Mm. You know, for, for some, this knowing and healing happens the moment after the investigation stage. Mm. You know, that awareness is enough to be able to let go. And, you know, for others, it can take a little longer. Mm. And it might stay in this healing stage for much more time, you know. Mm. Um, but moving through this process, know that you're working towards the issue Uh, no longer having a strong hold on you, that sense of relief, uh, a feeling of safety, security, contentment, Mm -hmm. and understanding and acceptance. You you can celebrate the work you've done. Uh, You know, it wasn't easy, but you did it. Mm -hmm. So let's look at a couple of mindful and compassionate ways to do the nurturing work if it isn't coming through as quickly. Yeah, great idea. Because sometimes it can take days or weeks, maybe even months Mm. to experience that sense of letting go because the things that you're letting go of are some really stubborn beliefs that have stuck in your body for such a long time that have fed that fear, that negativity and that triggered response within So the first thing I really usually encourage people to do is actually to start the RAIN process again because there might be some layers to the thing that's triggered you. So as you work through the process again, you might be able to dive in a little deeper to what's going on. And sometimes by simply diving back in and going through the process, you're letting go of what happened in that moment. But if not, Trying some self-compassion tools like a loving-kindness meditation can be really nurturing and supportive. Mm, The loving-kindness practice uh, used widely as Mm. a way to cultivate compassion both for the self and for others. Mm. Candice, do you want to do a quick rundown on this practice? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. So as with every meditation, you're adopting a really comfortable position, aiming for a nice straight spine and centering for a moment, taking a few deep breaths to just settle in and calm. And I always use our senses to ground in. So just focusing for a moment on what you can see and smell and taste and touch and hear It really helps you transition into a really more still state. So then you're inviting your body to relax, giving yourself permission to let go of the stress and the tension in the body, just softening your muscles. And then you can just recite three or four phrases that support you in feeling more settled, um, loved and safe. And there are three or four phrases that feel right for you. But some examples might be, may I be safe? May I be healthy? May I be happy? May I live with ease? May I be free from fear and hate? May I be filled with loving kindness? May I be calm and peaceful? And so on. So once you've chosen your three to four phrases, you're going to recite them for as long as you need to until you feel a level of calm really coming in and consuming your body. 
And perhaps when you're saying these words, you might notice some resistance and that's really quite normal. So what you want to try and do is introduce a sense of kindness and caring. And I do that by remembering how I am kind and compassionate to others, to my children, to my partner, to my pets. And then I direct that love and that kindness back to myself. Mm. So once I've done that, just gently placing your hands on your heart and having a sense of someone who loves you, starting to say those words back to you, giving you that love through your hand that's on your heart, that love coming in through your hand and into your heart space. So it might be someone that uh, love loves you, that you love. It might be someone who uh, represents love and compassion, maybe a deity. And you're simply replacing the word I with you. So it wouldn't be may I be safe. It would be may you be safe because that person is speaking to you through your hand and into your heart space. So it'll be may you be healthy. May you be happy. May you be filled with love and kindness and so forth. So after you've done that, you're just resting with that beautiful, beautiful feeling of love and kindness that you've created in that meditation and just basking in those feelings and then when you're ready returning back to the present day by ending the meditation by just taking some deliberate deep breaths and once again noticing your senses and being really really gentle with yourself as you come back into the moment so in the formal practice there is a bit more to a loving kindness meditation but for the purposes of that just nurturing yourself sending love and kindness to yourself and then also accepting love and kindness from someone else, it really does open you up to being able to accept love and compassion from yourself and others. Mm, That's a beautiful sitting meditation practice. And, you know, there's a lot of activities you can do mindfully um, that being a, you know, bring a sense of healing and calm and self-nurturing. I think as simple as spending time in nature, walk in nature or even preparing a delicious, healthy meal Mm. or reading an inspirational book. Mm. Think about the things that make you feel good, maybe a massage or book an appointment. Mm. Um, Make time in your diary for when you will do these these things, you know, for Mm. yourself. Mm, I, I love that. I really love that, Nat. And I'm I'm sure we've had conversations in the past where you've been telling me about certain yoga poses that can really allow an emotional release. Can you remind me and explain to our listeners about some of those? Sure can. Um, I remember when I first started teaching yoga, I was absolutely amazed at the emotional release response people could have from certain poses and asanas. And the one that always, always gets an incredible and and I'd like to say uncontrollable emotional response is pigeon pose. Pigeon pose releases the hip tension. And a lot of people store their tension and frustration and Mm -hmm. emotional baggage, we'll call it, Mm -hmm. around that area. You know, it's your hips are what ground you to the earth they what hold you up it's such a uh you know it's this point of attention we'll call it you know where it can really trigger it Mm -hmm. and you just have 
people sobbing mm, and wow. you know they'd say oh, I'm really sorry I'm really sorry and you say no it's it's fine it's just an emotional release and and that's what's the beauty of the yin practice where you're doing these holding poses but you're supporting yourself with bolsters and you know uh, mm. props and you're allowing your body to actually release that tension you know holding poses from five you know seven eight minutes mm. Um, so the ones I would really recommend to people if they're feeling tense and, you know, they're feeling that they can't allow themselves that self-compassion and love because that that holds in the body. Yes. The body knows. It does. <laughs> the body holds the memory. Um, I, I would say the first one I would start with is child's pose. It's mm. so simple. Um, but what you do is you actually have a bolster and then you use that bolster to lean your body on. And you hold that position for about five minutes, uh, alternating, you know, your head turning just to not sort of favor one side and also not injure, cause any injuries, cause you're staying still. Uh, and the main thing with those kind of practices is, is you just breathe. It's exactly like you said with the kindness. It's getting in that state where you allow the body, you, you're allowing that healing to happen. Mm. And, you know, you hold that pose and you breathe deeply in it. And then the next one I would say is if you're feeling, again, like I said, you're holding a lot on your body, I would definitely say do pigeon. Mm. Um, so listeners, it's hard to explain these poses. Over yeah. I'm already thinking, okay, pigeon pose. I'm going to Google that later. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So Google that. Um, it, supported. So definitely supported. Again, you're using cushions or bolsters. And just be gentle with yourself. I mean, a lot of people kind of whack themselves into these poses and you do more harm than good. Mm. Um, you know, take your time. If you're a beginner to yoga or stretching, do what you can. You remember, yoga is for everybody. It's not, yes. you don't have to be bendy or flexible. It's like meditation. Yes. You don't have to sit there for 25 minutes. No. <laughs> Start with one. Yes, absolutely. You know, so. Absolutely. yeah. So I think um, I would definitely recommend head pigeon. And that again would be that yin practice of holding that for five minutes each side. And it, it will release. If there's anything there, it will release it. It's an incredibly, I'd like to say, emotional and spiritual kind of mm. pose. It really does just kind of let everything out. Um, and then the last go-to for me is always legs up the wall. So again, uh, yep. you know, you, it's such a, um, we're on our feet all day. Mm -hmm. We're standing all day. We're giving all day. We're go, go, go. And the legs up the wall pose is this silent moment. It's almost like meditation mm. in motion, yes. so to speak, or in stillness, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, again, bolster yourself. So you put the bolster under your hips and bottom, look it up guys on Google um, and then <laughs> Legs up the wall for about eight minutes and and just relax. Put some nice relaxing music on, um, you know, it, Spotify's got some great yoga and meditation playlists. Just pick one, put it on and, and have it like that. And so that's, they're the three I can really recommend and, and they do have an emo emotional release to them. Um, and, and I, I really hope they help everyone. Yeah. And we can give more suggestions. Like Candace said, as we go along, we'll mm. give more tips. Um, yeah. But th those ones really do help. And, and look, just in those three, you're looking at about 25 minutes. 
where you're just with yourself. And I think that's where the richness comes in mm. for emotional healing and for healing in general, uh, just giving yourself time. And because it's just three poses, yeah. you don't actually feel like you're pushed and you mm. don't feel like you've got to quickly do this yoga routine. Yeah. Um, and I would probably say, you know, do them in the evening after you've had yeah. a day, your day, just use them as a, you know, like yin's a very release. It is all about release mm. and balance. So yeah, that, that's, nice. that's a little bit of yoga advice there. I love that. I love that. And I'll, I'll be, I do actually do child's pose before bed um, every night because mm. I've just found it unlocks my my back and my hips and and I do I sleep better but I am going to google pigeon pose and and do legs up the wall (laughs) because I'm curious to see how that goes oh look I hope I hope that you um enjoy them and I think look if you can get a bolster or pillows um, a lot of people do these poses and they feel like they have to do them like you know everybody on in, on pinterest or mm. or instagram and that's not what yoga is about no um, propping yourself up is actually the better way to release because when you're not propping yourself up what, what happens is you tend to feel a bit of tension and you'll and you'll tense even further oh. but when you prop yourself even in child's pose with your knees sort of wider you know your feet together yeah. and your knees wider um, what happens is, is you kind of release into those pillows or the bolster and it just lets your body melt. Right. And that's what, yeah. that's where that release comes in and that healing. Um, and then holding it for that period of time, it just allows the muscles to gain a new memory, so to speak. You know, Beautiful. they're not held in that mm. tension. They just kind of melt into a new memory. So Oh, I love let, that. Let me know how you go. <laughs> I love that so much. I will. I will. So how about we have a little bit of a chat? I know we've talked in the past about journaling, but it's such a great tool for this healing work, isn't mm. it? Oh, it is. Absolutely. And I, I'm a huge fan of journaling um, and simple automatic writing mm. activities um, where you just write and let words flow out of you yeah. uh, you can write and release negative emotions you can write uh, you know to vent about things or how mm-hmm. unfair events kind of felt mm-hmm. you can really write about anything I I actually call it release writing <laughs> to oh, nice. my clients uh, and I say to them um, write and you don't ever have to read it again that's what release writing mm-hmm. is to me mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be legible no, just release no. Just go for it. Love it. You know, and um, it, you know, you, everything that comes through, you know, you, you just kind of yeah, get get it out and release it, and mm-hmm. just allow that healing to take place. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, it's also a bit like, you know, people want to be heard. Yeah. And release writing's a little bit like that mm-hmm. because you're getting it out. You're at least expressing it out of out of your body in a certain yeah. way. Um. And it's interesting because some people like to keep two journals, you know, <laughs> one for all the like negative kind of yucky stuff, uh, we'll call it, um, <laughs> you know, for releasing and yeah, that rereading would serve absolutely no purpose. Mm. And then, you know, you can burn it when you finish it or tear it up or whatever you kind of feel the compelled to do, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and the second usually is like for gentler work, um, you know, for fun and happiness and loving words and events and it's reflective. So mm-hmm. it's something that you refer back to again yeah. and again or, you know, you might kind of 
get a moment where you're down and you can look back at it and say, I remember that time. And that's how Mm. I dealt with that or how I got through that. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's always an option. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's beautiful. And I really love letter writing as well. Mm. Um, And, and, and just as you said, writing uh, to the person that's wronged you or hurt you and getting it all out, not sending it, just writing Mm. it, just getting it out. And then I also do, and encourage people to do what I call writing love letters to yourself full of love and acceptance and self-compassion. And, and so on the other side of that, letting go is the bringing in that compassion. And I find those two letter writing activities really, really beautiful for that. I like that. That's Mm. beautiful. You know, and, and over the previous episodes, we've talked a lot about you know, mantras to, mm. st- to support ourselves in each of the steps. And and the nurture step is no different. Um, coming up with a mantra that is personal and healing for you mm. can be really nurturing here. And perhaps things like I am enough or I am whole, whatever words that you need to hear, mm. that's how you kind of formulate your mantra. Mm. Mm, absolutely and there's really there really are just so many different things um, that we can do to support ourselves in this nurture step and Mm. it does include things like therapy or coaching or tapping Mm. uh, meditating uh, self-care even just having a conversation with a friend Mm -hmm. yeah and and we've shared so many different nurturing activities you might like to try but we might start to wrap up so we don't overwhelm you. Um, (laughs) Nurturing can be a big step um, as much as, you know, this is a healing step. So this is, this is meaty, we'll call it. Um, In future future episodes, um, we'll dig into it a little more and, and give some more suggestions um, than what we've given here today. And we'll certainly just keep adding them over time Mm, mm. yeah absolutely and and you're right Nat I think too many ideas can be more troublesome than no ideas sometimes (laughs) so that is a great idea we'll we'll start to wrap up Um, I just wanted to take this opportunity to say welcome back to 2022 it's going Mm. to be uh, another year I don't know can you say a good year (laughs) I feel like I don't know I just don't know (laughs) um I don't know I didn't look to kind of rewrite this paragraph um do you want do you want me to just say say something like do you want to just yeah do you do you have something yeah Yeah, perfect go for it yeah um so look we'd just like to welcome everyone to 2022 uh, which is going to be a I think it's going to be a big year for everyone like every year is um every year brings its um, awarenesses and its challenges and growth and healing. Mm. And we look forward to continuing to be part of your journey towards what's triggering you and mm. how to live mindfully and um, as I like to call it yoga living. Yes. <laughs> and Candice, Candice knows that. Uh, we feel really blessed to be able to share our mindful um, and compassionate self-wisdom um, in these trying times i know that there's another wave going through our country so we're here to be able to support you um, and we really hope 
to to have some suggestions possibly um if you want to make any suggestions you can do so through our um our instagram and facebook pages through dms of you know subjects you'd like us to tackle um or give some advice on or just discuss Mm -hmm. um because you know it's we'd love to share our what we've learned on our journey and we'd also love to hear about what you've you know found implementing Mm, the the suggestions that we've made Mm. you know and and it's all about um starting a little community here on our podcast which we really enjoy so it's a huge thanks from Candice and I for the support that you've shown us and we really look forward to continuing um and having you all listen for the duration of 2022 2022 bring it on (laughs) well said nat and thank you everyone i hope to uh be seeing you again in a fortnight see you then all right done (laughs) done done